0: Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Friday morning in Minneapolis. I don't know where you're listening from. I hope your weather is just as good as ours. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. And as everybody knows, it's time to get started. We got to get locked in, though, fellas. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm Ron Johnson. This is Luke Inman. Sam Ekstrom and Reggie Wilson from care 11 joining me on this beautiful Friday. And there's a lot of things going on in sports fellas. We could talk about, we could talk about the all-star break. We could talk about the NFL. We could talk about the owners meetings. I saw Reggie and Julia Daniels, friend friend of the show. Julia Daniels was on uh, the Ron Johnson show. They were out at a uh, twin cities orthopedic and, I think the owners were here to vote as well. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that. But, Reggie, I know you were out there. Really quick, Reggie, what was the atmosphere out just being out there? Was it tense or was it fun to be out there?
1: It was fun, but it was a lot of hurry up and wait. Uh, actually, <laughs> it was at the JW Marriott at the Mall of uh-huh. America. Yeah. So we were, we were standing there just waiting. I'm standing next to Adam Schefter. And it's funny oh. because he went live right when the announcement came and jim ursay is like walking right behind him and adam doesn't even realize he's like we got a lot of people around right now i'm like dude that's jim ursay
0: right behind you that's not just a lot of people (laughs) talking (laughs) about having the plug and the answers he had the answer for the owners even left the room so clearly he has an inside source in that room one of those owners is in adam pocket, pocketbook but you know what it's time to get started, man. Let's get locked in on this show. Again, I'm Ron Johnson as Luke Spinman or Inman as you know him. Uh Sam Action and Reggie Wilson today on the round table. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. This is the Friday round table. Let's get locked in on this show, fellas. What you got for me, Luke?
2: Yeah, Ron Vikes training camp. Just a week away, fellas. I want to know what you guys think is going to be the biggest headlines early on in training camp.
3: Twins lose yesterday, but they come away from their first road trip out of the break with a 5-2 and two mark and a two-game lead in the Central. Are things turning for the Twins?
1: And a surefire way to get Ron fired up, Kirk Cousins, underrated? Well, the newest 99-rating member of the Madden Club uh, said,
0: yeah, he's underrated. We're talking about that. Oh, Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota sitting down with Netflix bonus content. And you want to say Kirk Cousins, you know, we'll we'll (laughs) save that for the show. We'll (laughs) save that for the show. But you know what? The a topic for today, fellas, Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, Vikings rookie. And I feel like we've heard this story before NFL rookie wide receiver driving a car going fast, not not with Vin Diesel. Not with Ludacris, maybe playing Ludacris. We all know that song, Move, (laughs) Get Out the Way. But Jordan Addison cited for excessive speeding uh, and then also going 140 miles per hour at 3 a.m. in the morning. So we'll talk about that next coming up on the Friday Roundtable. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota, and I'm Ron Johnson with Fellas. Let's jump into it. Here we go. And I want everybody to know, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. And we want to thank everybody who's watches on YouTube, Amazon Fire, Roku, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you're catching our show today. We thank you and we love you. Well, let's get into this on this lovely, lovely Friday afternoon morning. Jordan Addison, he's the top of the subject. So let me just throw this out there right now. And, fellas, I want to get your take on this. Jordan Addison, again, we've heard this before. Wide receiver, driving fast. And I'm not saying he's Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs was completely drunk. Uh, he was driving fast. Uh, he was on. He was videotaping. I don't know if he was going live or what, but we have video of him in the car uh, before it all happened. So I don't know if he was going live, if she was just recording him driving, uh, excited to be out in a, in a nice new car, going super fast. And it's vehicular manslaughter. So we know Henry Ruggs threw most of his career, if not all of it, away. Threw his life away. Uh, and it was, a, it was a moment of just a huge mistake. Hopefully learned from it. But Jordan Addison, 140, 3 in the morning. So clearly coming from somewhere. But not drunk. So I think that's the key to this, fellas. Jordan Addison was not drunk. Uh, he was not cited for you know a DUI or anything like that. It was just driving fast in a brand-new Lamborghini. Now, one, some people can say it is a learning experience. He's going to learn from this. But two, that's scary. 140, I don't care if it's daylight and I'm on the Indianapolis 500. I'm not sure I'm ready to go 140. I mean, I've gone 100 and I felt like, whoa, let me slow this down. Now, this man's going 140. Now, 3 a.m., people are like, oh, nobody's out there. Possibly. But again, coming from somewhere. I always heard Glenn Mason say this, Tony Dungy, nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight, and here is one of the reasons why. Now you put a black eye on your team, on your name, and then people are going to question you all your rookie year. If anything goes wrong, they're going to go back to this moment. But Jordan Addison, I hope this never, ever happens again. I hope he gets a – like he should borrow Kirk Cousins' minivan because you can't go 140 in a minivan. <laughs> Lamborghini, it makes you, it, it's like the good, good angel and the devil on your shoulders saying, I ah, just stay the speed limit. No, nah, man, man, push this thing. That minivan, there's just two angels. You can go 60 or you can go 40. That's the only options you have. But I don't know, Luke, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, Ron, you touched on a lot of good points. You know, once you start putting other people's lives in danger, the issue becomes so much more amplified and serious. Now, I will say this, between telling your GM, let's get paid on draft night, showing up to rookie camp hurt, I know some early impressions, we haven't gotten off to a great start. But let's also remember, this is a 21-year-old kid. Kids make mistakes. Yeah, He's got no priors, no issues with police, no drugs. Guns, violence, no arrest, no red flags at all during the pre-draft process. So I think it's fair to call him immature at this point in life, like a lot of us were at 21, by the way. But I'm not ready to call him a bad kid because of one isolated no. event. The big thing he needs to understand now, guys, is he's not in college anymore. This is the NFL. You're under the microscope 24-7. And a lot of guys don't get second chances in this league. Correct. So be grateful you're going to get a second chance and understand this whole thing. It's a privilege, not a right. No matter how much talent you got, nobody's owed anything in this league. We've seen that time after time. And the next time this happens, things could look a lot different, both professionally and on a personal level. So I just hope he learns from this mistake now early in his career, makes whatever changes he needs to make. It would be a shame, guys, to throw all this talent away on one does. Decision off the field. But again, as long as he learns from this mistake, he's got no red flags from the past to show me that this is something that's going to continue in the future.
3: Yeah. Thank goodness we're sitting here able to have this conversation about, you know, forgiveness and no priors and just a dumb decision because nobody was hurt. I mean, I saw somebody put together a like distance it takes you to stop when you are going 140 miles an hour. And if you make that decision to stop in one second, It still takes you more than a football field to stop that car going that speed. So it could have gone so terribly wrong and thank goodness it didn't. I don't know if the accident report or incident report indicates whether there was somebody in the car or not. Um, If there was that's dumb. And if there wasn't, that's also dumb because then you're just mm-hmm. going that fast by yourself. You're not impressing anybody. What are you doing? I don't have the need for speed though. I drove a minivan in high school. Um, so, and really for most of my teen years. So I, I never had that itch fortunately, but you know, didn't I, I it was the minivan or the Lamborghini. I had the choice and I went with the minivan. What can I say? <laughs> uh, but it, you, you know what? It doesn't take much to have a bad first impression in when, People don't know you very well, so he's got to he's got to do some work now to kind of claw his way back. He hasn't been on the field yet. Press conferences have been a little eh so far. We don't we don't really feel like we know him very well. So he's got to do some work. But you know what I've learned in this league, fans are quick to forgive if you can produce and show that you are earnest in your apologies. So I think that he can definitely come back from this. Um, he's just it, in this snapshot in time, it's not a very good look.
1: Yeah, my first thought was like, what are you doing? I got a call from our assignment desk, and they were like, hey, did you hear about Jordan Addison? And my heart just like, dropped. I'm like, oh, shoot, what happened? Oh, my God, I hope he's okay. And they're like, yeah, apparently he was speeding 140 and a 55. And I'm like, excuse me? One, it's three in the morning. What are you doing? Go to bed. You got your first training camp in in, in just days and you're, you're in the Lamborghini at three in the morning speeding. And I was talking to Dave uh, Campbell from um, AP, and he was saying how, like, in that little stretch where he got pulled over, like, he was only maybe, like, a mile or so away from this, like, long, windy, like, part of 94 that really mm-hmm. could have turned out a lot differently if he was not pulled over. And so, like, Luckily for him, he, was, he wasn't he was arrested, which, you know, going that that rate of speed, at that point, you're like, yeah, you're going to have to step out of the car, buddy. Uh, you're coming with me. But they just cited him and let him go. I, I just think what you guys said, first impressions, he literally was only steps away from just shaking the hands of the commissioner and they asked him how he felt to be joining Justin Jefferson. He's like, hey, we're going to score all night. Let's get this money. It's like okay, all right, that was an interesting thing to say. So between that, some of the things that we've seen hasn't been able to get on the field. It's been held out pretty much all spring, mandatory mini camp as well. Didn't see the field because of an injury that that he's nursing. It's like, dude, you might just want to get yourself ready to play football and not do all this other stuff. Like, it's just not a good look for him right now early on in his career because people are starting to look at him like, I don't know, man, did the Vikings make a mistake? And then
0: this happened, and you're like, ah, this is not off to a good start. This is what I'll say. I got a quick question for you guys. Follow up. Over, under, because we, we love a good fan duel bet. Over, under, the number of memes – of him in a car that we're going to see maybe like let's say preseason or week one if he runs by somebody with ridiculous speed catches a deep ball and he's just hauling it how many memes are we going to see about lambo or tweets about a lambo or i already knew he was fast for jordan addison over under 50
1: (laughs) more than 50 or less than 50 no less than 76 man i'm i'm already <laughs> envisioning that 50 cent one where he pulls up to you at the light he looks like up. <laughs> and then just pulls off like i'm yeah. already looking forward to that one. with his
3: head superimposed over over 50s yep <laughs> yep yeah,
1: yep.
3: yeah.
0: over under sam um
3: oh yeah we're going over it's going to be 99 and a half um i or maybe you know it might be that we just get one that's really really good and just use it all season long heck if justin jefferson's nickname is jet uh addison's nickname might be lambo this might might so
2: stick Jed with lambo for, for what you got
0: luke oh yeah under. don't
2: sleep on vikings twitter they'll hit a buck 40 and just make it as <laughs> ironic as possible after he takes that first bubble screen 80 yards to the house yeah i'm looking forward to it ron that would be hilarious i'm proud
0: of you guys i thought somebody was going to say 69 and we did not get there so there i am go. very proud of this group and the maturity that it's we have early, created man. it is early well, we got to move on to the next topic, people. And I want to, you know what, let's let's stick with it. Let's go with you, Luke. What you got?
2: Yeah, Vikes training camp just a week away. I do want to get your guys' takes on what you think the big storylines early on are going to be for me. I think it's going to be a lot more of the same. What we saw in OTAs and minicamp, which is all about this Brian Flores new defense. What it looks like. We already know it's going to be fast. It's going to be aggressive. Guys are going to be flying all over the field. But this is now where the fans and the media get to really get in the mind of Brian Flores's playbook and see the sub-packages, the alignments, who's lined up, where with the first team or the second team. That's the A topic for sure. And then, like always, I think the biggest position battles will be in the headlines as well. What's the corner back depth chart look like are any of the rookies like Makai Blackman working with the first team is Lewis seen close to seeing starting time at all and then the big difference between OTAs and training camp you know this Ron. You get to put the pads on and hear those pads pop, which means you get to hit again. So we get our first look at the trench play. Who's going to stand out in the trenches early on in this process? Don't be surprised if everyone's talking about the big five offensive lineman back, the continuity and the chemistry. Looking to improve after that subpar 2022 season.
3: Yeah, I want to I'm, – I'm excited – for the rookie overreactions. I'm, I'm waiting for the first big run by Dwayne McBride, the first big catch by Jordan Addison, the first big throw by Jaron Hall, generating the headlines about the rookies emerging. It doesn't take much, again, to make a good first impression in training camp. All it would take is just a couple plays, and I think people are going to get pretty excited about these rookies. Now, what happens sometimes, guys, is they make their impressions during the unpadded portion of camp and then the Mm -hmm. pads come on and then things change. The physicality ratchets up and it's harder to make that impact. There is a difference between the shells and the pads, but usually we like to pump the tires of these new players. So I'm looking forward to all the hype Around these young rookies that are all, I mean, there's a lot of exciting ones, guys. We got a wide receiver, we got a running back, we got a quarterback, we got a cornerback, we got a safety. There's just a lot of sexy positions there for us to get pumped about with these rookies.
1: Yeah, I think the defense is a big storyline, but honestly, after watching the whole quarterback series on Netflix, it's the offensive line for me. I want to see if Ed Ingram has taken a step forward. I want to see if The continuity of bringing all these guys back will actually help because I guess one thing that we really didn't see because the Vikings just kind of kept it under wraps a little bit was just how serious Kirk Cousins was injured last year with the ribs. And it was because I made a joke on Twitter. It was just like each time Kirk is on the ground, one of his offensive linemen is going back and like, hey, you good? It's like, no, you let a dude buy (laughs) you to sack me. I am not good. And so I think that's, like, the biggest part for me. I just want to see if they have improved a little bit because we were kind of talking about them. It was funny, like, Kirk wasn't necessarily getting sacked a lot, but then, like, you see, like, some of the stats from last year, you're like, oh, he was, like, one of the most hit quarterbacks in the league, most pressured quarterback in the league. Like, oh, okay. But, like, we thought that he was actually – you know, protected well, which was a, a interesting type of thing to look at. And so I think coming into this training camp,
0: offensive line is going to be a big storyline for me. Yeah, Reggie, I, you know what? I, I love yours. Um, the O-line for me, and I thought you were going to go Kirk Cousins. The O-line for me, um, I thought, I want to see that because that's that's another that's another like I think we know Darisaw. We know Ezra Cleveland. We know Brian O'Neill, but we don't know center guard. And I think Kirk Cousins, like I think Kirk Cousins watching this Netflix special has learned a lot from offensive line play and talking to the offensive line, coming up with different schemes to change the play. I think that's one side of it. And the other side of it is. How does the defense dominate the offense or does the offense dominate the defense? Because Brian Flores' defense, as we heard it uh, from Chris Rump, you know, he was on our show and he said, we have a new painter, we're, we're an empty canvas and we have a new painter in our room and he's telling all the coaches what the painting needs to look like. Uh, we saw Josh Metellus say chaos, but beauty within the chaos, calm within the chaos. And so I want to see how chaotic it really is. Here's the thing too, though. I don't think Brian Flores is dumb enough to do everything he's going to do week one versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so I'm I'm interested to see like, how much he actually unveils because I think it's going to be – I like the overreaction from you too, Sam. I think they're going to overreact on how basic Brian Flores' defense looks sometimes because he's not going to get crazy in training camp when fans are all watching it. Like he's going to wait – and wait till guys are cut, wait till they're down, and then I think they're going to put it together. So I think the overreaction of how basic Brian Flores' defense is and all oh, this looks like Ed Donatel, which is a different spin, and then this offensive line. I, I agree with those two. Like, I want to see, but I want to see Kirk. Like, I want to see Kirk, Netflix Kirk, command this offensive line and really just get in that huddle and say, here's what we're doing. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am your captain now. Speaking of captain, of course, I'm wearing the Captain America shirt. Uh, and, and with that, We're going to jump into uh, a word from our sponsors, but don't forget, we still got to talk about Kirk Cousins being voted most underrated by the best quarterback in the NFL and also Marcus Mariota. Um, And then we got to talk about this Twins team because I I, got to apologize to the Twins. Like I'm very, very surprised and shocked by what we're getting out of the Twins. So we're going to talk about that too, but we have a word from our sponsors.
3: Yeah, let's talk about FanDuel. That brings you today's Friday show. I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty on the golf course. I like to support lefty golfers. And you know who is the current odds-on favorite to win the Open? Brian Harmon. He just hung a 65 at Royal Liverpool, plus 175 to win the Open. I'm looking at the live lines right now. Fleetwood, Scheffler, they're in the mix as well. Bet that at FanDuel. Or you can bet Major League Baseball, or you can bet Racing, tennis, WNBA, Women's World Cup, all the lines, all the leagues, all the tournaments at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Here's the promotion right now for new customers. You get 10 times your initial bet in bonus bets back whether you win or lose. So you can bet 20 and get 200 back for free regardless of the outcome. It's a great promotion. You can claim it now at FanDuel.com slash locked on easy to use, get paid instantly when you win, and they're an official partner in of Major League Baseball. It's FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, and the FanDuel Sportsbook app.
0: Well, it's time to jump into the next topic. Sam Ekstrom, what you got for us, buddy? Hey, the Minnesota Twins.
3: I think we sat here last week. We were pretty negative. We sat here the week before that. We were negative. We've just been negative for like two months about this team, and they come out of the All-Star break, and we might actually have something kind of exciting to talk about with this team. Offense, yeah, I know they got shut out yesterday, 5-0, ended the road trip on a sour note, but they go 5-2 and two on the road trip. And until yesterday, they averaged seven runs per game on that trip in the first six games, and they went 5-1. and one. And who's carrying them? 18th-round rookie, Edward Julien, or Eddie, as we're calling him now. Everyday Eddie? Can that make a comeback? I think so. Since July 8th, Julien is hitting... Five ninety three, three doubles, three homers, five RBIs, three walks on base percentage of six thirty three. He is hot as a blowtorch and he's carrying this Twins offense right now. Uh, Byron Buxton hit the hit the bench. Maybe he's going to be mentally refreshed now after a little benching coming back here in this homestand. White Sox and then Mariners twins up by two in the division. We'll see if they can keep it going.
2: Yeah, don't look now, Sam. This team's actually swept two teams this (laughs) month, and there's still 10 days left in July, so watch out. Problem is, those two sweeps were against the Royals and the A's. That's kind of been the M.O. of this team this season. Beat up on the bad teams, struggle against the best teams, and just like we saw in Seattle this week, split and go two and two against the average teams. Here is the two good pieces of news you touched on. Some of these young guys... I've really started to wake up. Julian went off this week. You mentioned him. We saw how good Royce Lewis is going to be when he's fully healthy. Kepler's bat has started to wake up again as of late. You got guys like Walner and Kirloff. They've shown some promise here and there. And then number two is the schedule. Outside of the White Sox and the Cubs, nobody's got an easier schedule than the Minnesota Twins. So take advantage, beat all the teams you're supposed to beat, and maybe the AL Central is going to be there for the tanking.
1: Yeah, I am uh, quite concerned about Byron Buxton. He went over four yesterday. I feel like they, you know, they they took him out of the lineup, tried to give him a little bit of a refresh. And then they just kind of like eased them back in, a little day game action, ending the series, headed back to Minnesota, and 0 for 4 He ended his, his day striking out looking. And I just, it's the most boggling thing. This is like his third hitting slump of 20-plus at-bats this season. And if you want to continue to contend, Look, I know the kids are all right. The Twins said it on their Twitter. The kids are all right. But you need the the main guys that you are paying the most money to, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, to produce down the stretch if you want to continue to contend for a playoff position and keep a lead in the in the Central. And so they went 5-2 and two in this road trip to start the second half, which can't be mad about that. The Oakland A's are a bad baseball team. But – after how the, the series with the Mariners started to get two wins and two, two wins that were actually really impressive as well. The 10, three, one, and then having to come behind the next night, come from behind the next night and win six, three as well. You know, we'll, we'll just chalk yesterday's loss up, you know, it's all good. Couldn't muster a run, whatever. But I think that gives them some momentum coming back home against another division opponent against a lesser division opponent, they got to get these wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the batting averages, and you're right. Like, you know, you look at uh, Julian, 326. Here's the problem, though. You got Carlos Correa, 231. You got Byron Buxton, 193. Like, the guys that you you got, Max Kepler, 223. You got the guys that you were hoping would be 300 at least. Not, not 400. We're not looking for a player we used to have that we could still have that they should have, Luis Rise. Like, we're not looking at that. We're just looking at just just give me 70 percent of the time you're going to get thrown out. You're not going to make it. You're going to strike out. But that 30 percent of the time, if I can get a group of you to just all give me 30 percent effort, just give me C effort. Well, in baseball, it's like a B plus, though, for 300. They're not even getting a 300 like it's it's like. Max Kepler all of a sudden comes alive. Well, where was this all season? Byron Buxton, you're in a slump. What's going on? Where's that early hit? Where's the Bomba squad? Like, it, it to me, it just feels like they need somebody, and maybe Julian is the guy. Maybe, like you said, sitting Buxton down is going to help him mentally get back into this. Carlos Correa, I will say, in the field, he's great at shortstop. We know he's good at that. He's good at his job. Uh, leading the team, of hits with 77. But they've got to find more ways. Everybody has to have a role. Like, and again, I'm not, I love movies like The Mighty Ducks. I look at hockey, baseball, I look at Major League. You've got to have a speed guy that's always going to get on base, create havoc. You got to have a guy with cojones like Serrano that's just going to any pitch. I'm taking it. I don't, I'm not watching a 3 a, 0 a, a, a strike just because it's right down the middle. I'm going to take it. Because I got the cojones. I don't want to walk. You don't, don't just walk me. I'm going to put it in play and I'm going to get a double or I'm going to get a home run. So I, I feel like a lot of times this team sometimes feels like plays not to make a mistake. It doesn't feel like anybody's really stepped up and said, boom, here's our team. Here's another thing, too. Quickly, I saw a stat to say that said if the Yankees were in the Twins division, they'd be number one because they're in the bottom of theirs. So we need to be very careful with, because I, I don't know if somebody was chirping at the Yankees or what, but there was some weirdness about it. Like, it's not a great division like let's be honest they're, they're they might win this but it's not a great division this is looking like a first round exit in the playoffs but hopefully they don't have to face well, the good thing is the yankees won't be in it hopefully they don't have a great comeback but yeah i just i just feel like they have to find a way to get the bats going and find some consistency like they need some energy and consistency they need to get louisa rise back i don't know if if uh, michael j fox can go back in the delorean and switch it up for us but it's too late now but here's the topic i've been waiting for what you got for us reggie
1: All right. And like the little Netflix extra, uh, Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota all sat down to talk a little bit more about themselves, about the series. Um, And they asked, who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? And right away, Patrick Mahomes points at Kirk Cousins. Like, I think it's this guy. Kirk is like, "I, I didn't pay him to say that. And so, What's really cool about this is the best quarterback in the league is showing respect to a guy that he's going to face this season as well at the bank with Kirk Cousins. And Ron is, is beside himself because he thinks that saying that you are underrated is a slap in the face <laughs> because top 10 Kirko is not underrated. He's rated, as mm-hmm. Ron said. But Mahomes says, I think it's this guy right here. You look at Kirk, he wins every year, puts up great stats, did it in Washington, did it in Minnesota, or does it in Minnesota. Talk to any other quarterback in the league, and they're going to say the same thing. So that automatically tells me that other guy. I mean, if they're talking about it amongst the brotherhood of quarterbacks, and they're all saying something similar, I think Kirk Cousins has a lot more respect in the league than maybe we give him credit for. Mm -hmm. And look, we saw what he did last year. I think it's easy for fans to discredit Kirk Cousins all the time, just because you look at the games that are important, you know, the, the playoff game, how that ended. And you're like, well, game on the line. He checked it down. That's who Kirk Cousins is. That's him. And it's like, well, it kind of negates some of the other things. I thought it was fun when Kirk Cousins is like, man, they talk about me not being primetime. Kirk, then what are all those game balls up there from? What, <laughs> what, What is that? What is that? And so I think it's kind of cool that, that he, he hears the noise and, and kind of plays into that. But also Kirk Cousins plays into the pressure, man. Like he doesn't duck the pressure. He wants the smoke. And so I'm interested to see how he comes out and plays this year. Does he take himself from, quote, unquote, underrated to just a good – A really good quarterback in this league.
2: Yeah, Reggie's right. Like, it's easy to pick on Kirk. I get it. Uh, You know, no swag, drives the minivan. He's as dad mode as it gets. But at least he owns it, right? Like, at least he leans into it and he's in on the joke. Like, he's laughing with people. People aren't laughing at him anymore. And I think what was really eye-opening for me after watching that doc, not just the way he's been able to overachieve at every level, high school, college, NFL, just how studious and and how much time and how diligent he is off the field in the film room, but just how difficult it is for a quarterback – to soak up these new playbooks and, and work with a new coordinator and a new scheme year after year after year. And he's never had that continuity and consistency. These playbooks and verbiage, they're so complex. So to see him produce top 12 numbers year after year, never getting to play in the same system until now, it is awfully impressive. And I think it's encouraging just how much more comfortable I think he's going to be in year two of this KOC system. So, yeah, it's great to hear his peers compliment him and give him some love and some of the spotlight. Finally, Kirk himself said in that video clip, there's no bigger compliment you can get. So that was great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. That statement as well. I think that is like very meaningful praise to get. But guys, maybe Kirk just needed the cameras. I mean, maybe he was performing for Netflix. He knew he was mic'd up. He knew he was on camera. Maybe he needs that. He needs the bright lights. What's going to happen now without Netflix? I, I think that he is definitely underrated. I don't know if it's by a lot, but when I see these rankings where he is put below young quarterbacks who've only got a couple of years of experience or old quarterbacks that are less productive than Kirk. Yeah, I do I do think he's underrated in some of those rankings. Maybe the difference between ninth and 12th or 11th and 14th. Like I usually think he's about three spots too low on these rankings. Um, I don't think that he's top five guy like some people think Justin Jefferson should have made him, but um, it's cool to get respected by peers like Patrick Mahomes who couldn't be more different than you that he recognizes your talent and your effort.
0: Here's where I go with this, and I'm not saying it's disrespectful. I, I get where Patrick Mahomes is going with this, but when you look at yards, just flat out passing yards, and people can say whatever you want, you still got to make the throws. You got to throw it to the spot. Kirk Cousins is fourth. Only people better than him were Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow was after him. Justin, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, two attack of Ilo all after Kirk Cousins. So here's where I think if you look at Kirk Cousins. And what he's done, I can see the underrated because Patrick Mahomes sees the stats. He feels like, you know what? This guy is good. This guy makes the throws. He has the touchdown interception ratio that, you know, I mean, he's 29 and 14. So he he threw a little bit more. But I think we can go back literally and look at some of those INTs and probably put four or five that are not on him. We know Jalen Rager. We know Justin Jefferson against the Eagles wasn't on him. So we could put some on him, but then we can look at some others and be like, that should have been a catch. That should have been just stop. Like, where are you going? And that's why I love Kirk Cousins saying that even in the show. Like, what is he doing? Why didn't he just sit there? Why did he move? He uncovered in a zone. It's not man. You uncovering man. You sit in the zone. It was zone. So anyway, um, I'm not going to get mad about that. (laughs) That was last year. They came back and they won that coach game. So I'm not going to do that right now. But I I I did feel like it was the nicest kind of slap in the face. Like, yeah, you're underrated. He's not R-rated and he's maybe he's pg-13 and he's not even pg-13 i'd say he's like pg he might you know he's not nc-17 so the fact that his rating isn't like raunchy and super sexy and he's not showing up with his chest out like Kirk cousins outfits this this year need to look like spider-man when he put the symbiote on like he needs to just have the black suit he needs to come in like uh what's his name i forgot the toby mcguire like when he did that dance you know when he does the dance <laughs> spider-man like Kirk cousins that's week one. I want to see him in all black suit, no shirt, or a shirt, but it could be unbuttoned down to the fifth button, and he's just coming through the locker room doing the uh, the Tobey Maguire spider-man dance like that's what Kirk cousins needs to do and then i'm telling you, people are gonna watch and be like man this dude is sexy he's he's getting it done and he's commanding his team but i don't know man we got to move on we well, got hold one on last just
2: real quick Ron, what does he need to do on the field to not be underrated say in the divisional round he had a fourth quarter comeback game-winning drive and brought this vikings team to the nfc championship would that be enough to say okay this dude's it in the be top enough. 10. It what was he, is Kirk what Cousins is it? even
0: said, he said, I can't do anything right now. The Whatever I do, mm-hmm. people – like he said, I can win a Super Bowl and they're going to find a way – or I don't know if he said that or somebody else said that, but Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins can win a Super Bowl at this point and they're going to say Justin Jefferson got him that or Brian Flores or Kevin O'Connor. Like, sure. They're never going to give Kirk Cousins – like I would be very surprised. Now, I know they'll do it because Kirk Cousins lives in Orlando and Disney, but I know they go to Disneyland in California. But I, I feel like if they were to win the Super Bowl – They're gonna ask Justin Jefferson to do the "I'm going to Disney World" commercial. Like, I I truly believe they would say Justin Jefferson, we need you to say "I'm going to Disney World." Like Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Jalen Hurts, yeah, but Vikings, uh, let's get Justin Jefferson. Let's let's get him to say he's going to Disney World. Like, I just I just don't feel like Kirk Rod and Rodney Dangerfield. Like he he gets no respect. Uh, He needs to have uh, you know like Aretha Franklin playing in the background all the time. Like I don't know what he's got to do, but Kirk Cousins. The fact that Justin Herbert already and he has not proven he can even like win big games, they're putting him in front of Kirk Cousins. I just I don't think there's anything Kirk. This is what Kirk can do. I, I will say this every fourth down, he has to complete it. Every big moment in the games, he has to win them. Because the Buffalo Bills wasn't enough. Everybody's remembering the Giants. They're not remembering the Buffalo Bills. They're not remembering the Saints throw to Kyle Rudolph. It's the Giants. Fourth down, he checked it down. And he even explained what he thought was gonna happen. He's like, all these guys recover, so I just thought T.J. Hawkins and maybe can give me the first down. I'm not just going to throw it into the atmosphere. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anything he can do. Like, literally, J- Jared Goff can win one playoff game, and he's going to be the savior of the league. Like, he, everybody's going to talk about just Jared Goff if he wins one playoff game for the Lions. But I know Sam has a it. fun one. I Sam, what it. you got? I,
3: yeah, just, just to close the show – I get a lot of crap on this program for not being a movie guy. I don't watch <laughs> movies. I don't go to movies. I just want to make it known that I'm going to a movie today, guys. You want to see I'm Barbie? Going, I'm going. I'm not going to Barbie. I'm going to one of the other blockbusters, okay. Oppenheimer, tonight. And I'm just curious, is anyone else going to see a movie tonight? Because this is the big night. This is the opening. Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible. I'm going who else is going to go see a movie?
2: Yeah, nobody on here is going to say Barbie because they're too cool. We're all too macho. But who's can who? I don't need an excuse to go I'm watch, watch Barbie, Barbie on, Netflix. Up on the big screen for two I'll hours. watch
0: Barbie on Netflix. Yeah, Ron out. knows what I'm talking I'm about. I'm not going uh, to the theater, though.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. That's too but, much. That's But I'll
0: much. watch it on Netflix. The uh,
2: I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan, though, in all seriousness. And and this has been one of the most hyped-up movies in a long time. So I'm super jacked up. Not probably going to go see it this weekend, but <laughs> sometime in the not-so-distant future. I got to see if it lives up to all the hype.
0: Sorry, guys. Got to work tonight. So uh, no more.
1: Reggie's working.
0: I can't lie. I don't, I don't I don't even – I got to Google Oppenheimer to even understand what it is. Um it's Mission Impossible. Come on now. Yeah, those mission are great. Tom Cruise jumps off of a cliff, and it's him. Yeah. We've seen it. He did it 21 times. One, well, he's an idiot. But he did it 21 times with a motorcycle. I mean, they destroyed a bunch of motorcycles, but, hey, who, who's counting? Off of a cliff with a parachute, he did it. without. He didn't want a stunt guy. They were like, dude, uh, let's get a stunt guy for this. No, no, no. Give me the parachute. I'm going to do this. Over And over and uh, like I don't even want to jump off that cliff with somebody that's gonna help me land. Like this dude did it freehand by himself, no net. Just jumped off a cliff with a motorcycle and they pulled the parachute for the movie. I gotta see it. I gotta see. I I got three kids in the house right now, so my kids, and then we got our nephew staying with us for the month. So I don't even know if I will be able to because I don't know if my wife, she might be scared to leave our nephew here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our kids, we definitely would have went. But I don't know about this third one. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, because I got an early morning uh, tomorrow. we're, we're, we're uh, I'm, I'm getting up early at 6 a.m. to work out. So I don't know if I really want to go to a movie tonight. But if I do, it's going to be Mission Impossible. And then I'll let Sam tell me about Oppenheimer since Sam's first movie in 25 years. <laughs> um, so we got to hear Sam's take Good for you, on Sam. Oppenheimer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great job. We're proud of you. The next round table. Go we got to gotta hear about Sam. Yeah. Are you going to get popcorn and treats, though?
3: I think I have to. If my first time with the movies in 25 years, I wow, got to big learn. night for the extra Especially because
1: it's like three oh, hours yeah. long. You, gotta, you might want to smuggle yeah, some chicken. I gotta or something. Yeah, I got to myself.
3: Yeah, I can't afford a bathroom break in Oppenheimer. I'm going to miss something important. But apparently they make... They actually, like you said, that he jumped off the cliff for real, Ron. In this yeah. movie, it's, it's all about a bomb, right? They're making a bomb. And they actually made a bomb and set it off like when they produced it. Like It's a real bomb. Uh-huh. So...
2: Look, oh, at Sam, look at world, Sam's all jacked up. So it's
0: a world War 2 movie. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years develop, of developing and designing the atomic bomb. Okay. All right. Christopher Nolan director. $100 million budget. We'll see. Oh, it's going my, up against Mission Ron's Impossible. Interested. I know I am yeah. interested. That that does sound pretty good. I mean, he got Tom Cruise versus Christopher Nolan. So this will be a good weekend. We'll, we'll see Friday what the opening week numbers look like. Uh, I, you know what, is this really this? This will be really funny, though. This will be really funny if Barbie is number one.
2: It might be, <laughs> it might be that they, they are really pushing the market.
0: They are pushing. Did you see the one. Jaguars are going to wear Barbie jerseys this season? What?
2: No,
3: did not see that.
0: Yeah, go to um uh, mm-hmm. the Jags, uh, Twitter or Instagram, and number 39 do play for the Lions. Uh, he's now with the Jags. He has on a pink jersey, and then he has on a black jersey. So he's like, "There's two sides. There's two wolves inside of us." Talking about the Jags, and and one's a Barbie jersey, and the other one's the black jersey. Talking about Oppenheimer or Mission Impossible. I don't know which one. And even he commented on the picture because he didn't know what they were going to do with the pictures. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Wait, what is this? What what is this pink jersey? What are you doing?" And he commented on his own Jaguars post, and he's like, "I don't even know what's going on. What is going on?" <laughs> Yeah, pink. and so now Jaguars fans Duval, they're 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 all commenting like, "Yes, give us pink jerseys for the season." So I don't know if the Jags will go through with it. If the NFL will allow it. Maybe if Barbie pays them enough money, uh, but sounds like the Jags are willing to wear pink jersey, which I could see though for breast cancer. So I would be I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, if they were to say, "Hey, let's do a pink jersey for Barbie and breast cancer." Uh, I would I would definitely be in, in, in attendance for that. I think – I honestly feel like one team on that week should do that, like pick one of your cancer colors, and if you want to make that your jersey for the game and then you sell them right after. Like all the players sign them and they auction them off for like the breast cancer, the testicular cancer, the brain cancer uh, jersey. That would be really cool. So NFL, if you do it, I would like uh, some proceeds to go to my charity. Uh, the My charity is if my ca- kids are not athletic enough to get a scholarship. Um, so – That would be the charity fund that I would like it to be donated to because my kids are expensive. Uh, But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. That's Reggie Wilson. That's Sam Ekstrom. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. This was the Friday Roundtable. We want to thank you guys for watching. Remember, subscribe, people. On YouTube, we just need an email address. Uh, 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 Amazon Fire Roku. You just need a TV. Just go to the app, search Locked On Sports, and then, of course, SXM, the app. That's another place where you can find us, Locked On Sports Minnesota, on the SiriusXM app. You can also get the twins. I don't know if they're going to – shrink or if they're going to blow up but you're going to find out on the sxm app but again i'm ron johnson this is locked on sports minnesota you guys have a great friday